find ways to fill in that for you. Like find yes. ways to validate yourself, find ways yes. for you to feel acknowledged by yourself. Because the more you start working on filling in those voids for yourself, yeah, everything else will start showing up. Effortlessly. Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential, unlock your most authentic expression, and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small. And it's time to live life unleashed. Another episode, another inspiring guest that I'm super excited to bring you. This is a dear friend and sister of mine, Michelle Giovanni, who has been in my life for a few years now. We actually met through the interwebs on social media. And uh, since we connected, we've worked together. We've done trainings together. We've done all sorts of things together. Um, But she just continues to inspire me with who she is in the world, how she shows up, and what she continues to build. And I'm going to read a little bit of her bio just to give you a taste of who she is, but you'll catch her vibe from the interview as well. Um, She's a serial entrepreneur, a global transformational facilitator, a speaker, certified life and business coach. She owns an impressive real estate portfolio in import business and a personal development company, as well as a nonprofit called Acid Love that supports women and children in India and the DR with basic needs and education. Now, if that's not impressive enough, it keeps going. She owns an online fashion and accessory store with her sister called Little Miss Big Time. She's also launching her own CBD company this fall, and she continues to spend literally every single ounce of her free time training, facilitating, mentoring adults and youth in how to live their fullest life, how to maximize their deepest potential. And if that's not inspiring enough, let me just give you a taste of her story, which we will dive into. Michelle was homeless at 17 in New York City, homeless in New York City in the wintertime, mind you, which, you know, for those of you who have been in New York in the wintertime, it is brutal. And she went from homeless at 17 to going to college, working in the financial sector, to literally creating a life of her dreams. And her story is nothing short of inspiring and a deep reminder that we all get to get bigger than our reasons and excuses and make a way. And that's why I love her so much. She just continues to impress me because she is a living example of the work. So without further ado, let's dive in and make sure you really take notes, take some mental notes on this one, because we talk about a lot of things from possibilities to overcoming hardship to thinking about our future and investing in passive income opportunities to what it means to truly be an influencer. We go all over the place and then some. So I hope this really supports you wherever you're at, and I hope you get some massive value from this. All right, let's jump on in. All right, so I'm so excited to bring you in and have you here. Obviously, you're like a dear sister of mine, and we've traveled all over the world together. We've done trainings together. Um, You've been deep in this work for a really long time, and I just really respect who you are, not only as a woman, but where you're headed as a woman. And I think I'd love to get into that at some point. Like you are someone I just deeply admire for not being one track minded. Mm. You know, you're like, you got your hands in all of it. And it's not just so you can do all the things. It's really for a bigger and broader vision of how you can utilize your life to truly make a difference. So 
Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's start first off with your story because I'm always like, every time I hear it, I'm like, man, (laughs) (laughs) like, wow, knowing who you are now, it's crazy to hear your story, to really see where you come from. And I, I want our listeners to hear this because I get all the time, like, I just don't have the money. I don't have the time. Like, my circumstances are terrible, da, 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 da. And then I think about your story and so many people I know like you that have just really come from the hardest circumstances and made it work. So yeah. so tell me a bit about that. Yeah, you know, and the funny part is that there was such shame with my story. So yeah. I didn't start sharing my story until after college, right? Yeah. Um, but my story begins, I was in Dominican Republic in this beautiful island. Um, but here I was at 11 living my worst nightmare. And um, I was seeing my mother get beat, and it was just this extreme domestic abuse, which then led me to run away, yeah. as you know. So I ran away at the age of 17, um, pawned my necklace, bought a one-way flight to New York, and it was all based on that Frank Sinatra song. <laughs> <laughs> he inspired you. Dude, it was like, if I could make it in New York, I could make it anywhere. Yeah. And I went, didn't have a suitcase, had $40 to my name. And just a little small bag, like purse, where you all you fit was a little wallet. So I had no clothes, and I remember just being in New York, looking at the snow falling from the JFK airport. Mm, you were there in winter time, nonetheless. Dude, it was like <laughs> I think it was like Thanksgiving Eve, nineteen ninety nine, and I was there, and this police officer saw me. I had, you know, I was dressed like I was in the Caribbean, right. and I was just stunned, looking at snow for the first time, and. My this police officer was like, where are you going? So he directed me to a shelter. And long story short, I was homeless in New York for three months. Yeah. And, you know, I did the whatever I needed to do to survive. I ate from trash cans. I slept in parks. Um, the shelters have a curfew. So if you didn't meet, if you didn't make it by a certain time, then you were you're on out. the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was three months, and there was a group of friends from DR that were going to college, to Manhattanville College, and they reached out to me through email saying, we're going to college, come with us. And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, I, need, I need something else. I remember the, the homeless shelter had like these like old boxed computers, and yeah. you had like five minutes if you signed up. So that was like my saving grace. I yeah. The international dean, these these girls collected my transcripts, my essays from high school. I didn't even know how they got it. And they submitted it. And within a, like a week or two, the dean called the shelter. And he asked for me. And he was like, I can get you as soon as the summer. And so I was in the college earlier than them. And that was like a, my my pivot point where I was like, okay, I'm going to make it count from here on out. Because yeah. I was a big rebel in DR, had gotten kicked out of four schools, you name it. And so now I'm in New York, and um, that story kind of repeated itself because I graduated from college, that was my safe haven, but then I landed my dream job, my mother's dream job at the Mm. time. I was a financial surveillance auditor for the New York Stock Exchange, had the dream job for everybody, amazing hours, I was making great money, but I was unhappy. I hated it, I hated it with a passion, and um, I felt like I was in jail for yeah. four years. <laughs> like, so you're paying me to be in prison. Okay, great. How long can I do this for? And nothing you do mattered. You right, know, right. I remember when the whole AIG crisis happened, I was AIG's auditor. Yeah. And 
we knew about that yeah. way before the boom happened. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Nothing. It was like stick to your pay grade. Right. You know, and I was like, no, I want to make a difference. I'm, I'm yeah. here to make a difference. I'm not gonna go out like so this. So even the job that you were paid to do, you weren't even able to do because of essentially like the powers that be that exactly. wanted things to go a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Which is all over, you know. Yeah. Um. So then I remember when the whole IG thing happened, we were getting laid off. Yeah. And so my boss at the time, God bless his soul, he was like, all right, if you want to get laid off now, choose door A. Mm -hmm. You'll get a smaller severance package, but you got to leave right now. Yeah. If you want time to, you know, adjust to this transition, you'll get laid off in nine months. You choose Mm -hmm. door B and you'll get a smaller severance package compared to the first one, right? And I was the only one in the office that took door A. I was like, bye. Like, I'm out. <laughs> bye, guys. Goodbye. Right. And um, to this day, all of my coworkers at the time would say that I made the best decision because mm. they were stuck for nine months. Yeah. Um, and I left there, and I was, again, on my own. No, no, no savings except this severance package. But I started traveling, and I was just like, I'm going to, like, explore the world and I was trying to stick to what I knew right so I was gonna find a better job in finance now I had four years of experience but nothing would click and this is when you got to kind of trust that there's a bigger plan unfolding and start listening right so this is 2009 and um someone was talking to me about the secret and I loved the secret yeah I loved anything that had to do with metaphysics and the power of thought and just like your intention I was like all about it yeah so she invited me to this workshop. I ended up taking the workshop, super skeptical as fuck. I was like, You're like, nah. Mm, these people are hugging too much. This, this is, is a cult. Right? <laughs> I think you're all faking this. You don't actually love each other this much. Exactly. So I kicked and screamed through the process. But what happened to me was, and you've taken these courses as well, the second level something just, like, clicked for me. Yeah. Like, I was always a rebel without a cause. Yeah. And, like, I found my cause. And I started seeing how people in those rooms just came alive. And, like, things just started opening up for me, like, spiritually. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is it. Yeah. So no one could get me out of these rooms. Now now I was volunteering. Like, I did everything to just be in those rooms. Yeah. And then they hired me they they sent me to spain with a group of friends to start a business out there for them and that was an amazing opportunity but now i started seeing the back end and i you know a few years later started my own business yep. and doing train these trainings doing these trainings yep. for youth primarily that's how i began and then i branched with the adults in spanish yep. and i started traveling the world and it's just fascinating because the trainings, and you know, like, yeah. you live this work as well. Like, I love just being in service. Like, yeah. having people connect to their dreams, connect to their purpose Amazing. and their power yeah. and their potential is everything to me. Yeah, and this is huge. And for those of you listening going, what is this training? Like, tell me <laughs> what the training is that Michelle did and that Lexi's done. Like, it's it's essentially a life spring type training. Yes. Um, back in the 60s, there was something called EST, and mm-hmm. EST kind of once it was done and had its heyday, it broke off and became LifeSpring and Landmark. So a lot of people have heard of Landmark. They haven't heard of LifeSpring because LifeSpring has become a whole bunch of other centers yes. <laughs> under different names. Um, 
which we've done both. Mm -hmm. And they're both amazing and they both are incredible in their own right. But I'd love for you to chat too, because this is something that I think is important to talk about. There, there's a reason you started your own center. Yes. Why did you start your own center? Because I really got sick and tired of the leadership within these centers. And so there's something to be said, and not all the centers yeah, are course, like that. There's some centers that are just amazing. The center owners are amazing. But the leadership within it gets a little above the work. Yeah. And it, this there's this righteousness, which I've done as well, yeah. and I have some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's this righteousness that plays out where I'm bigger than the work, yeah. and it's my way. And so grads, when they started to open up their own centers, they started to pick apart the training, mm. and they started to custom the training according to what they liked and yeah. the processes that they saw fit. Yeah. And what I loved about you know being trained by what I call dinosaurs yeah. is that they taught me the training how it was originally. Yeah. And so certain things I didn't experience, and I was like, why? Yeah. Oh, it's because that grad didn't like that process. They took it out. And so we started to, I feel, dilute and also maybe evolve in its own yeah. way. Um, but I think it's super important for the leadership in these centers to have coaches because we all have blind spots. We all have shadows. Yes. And the more we can work on being a clean space for others to come and get what they came here to get, yeah. that is everything to just really maintain ourselves as a clean space. Yeah. And this is so important. You and I were just having this conversation in my, my condo yesterday, townhouse, where we were talking about influence and kind of we're living in this world right now where everybody's got influence because we all have a social media platform. Right. And that's a blessing in some ways, right? Yes. We can reach the world with our voices. Yes. And in some ways, we really support people in owning their voices to come out and share. But there's also this very specific and special container we have as influencers, and I'm using air quotes here, mm -hmm. because we have to be aware of how we're utilizing our space and how we're owning our voice. In the same way you're talking about the leadership of these centers, we've got to keep our space clean. So jam on that a little bit. Girl. <laughs> You're like, how much time we got? Because I can jam. I think that it's so important to really understand the responsibility yeah. behind that leadership. And I, I really hate the word influencer. Yeah, same. Because That's why like, I use air quotes. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like we're starting to become a little full of ourselves. Yeah. And the spotlight is on us. And yeah. that's what we're forgetting, that our platform is for the people. Yeah. And we are not the star of the show. Yeah. The stars of the show are our people. Yes. And we're forgetting there's like a disconnect because we want to be acknowledged, right? Our inner child wants to be seen yes. and all the things. And it's want like... be validated. Yeah. And yeah. awesome. Yeah. But like, go to your coach for that. Yeah. Go to your friends for that. Yeah. Your platform, we get to really be about questioning our thoughts, questioning what we put out there, especially when we're reposting things, right? 100%. Just because it's on social media, it's not true. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. not always true. People are like, I saw this meme. I'm like, how's it feel for you? Right. <laughs> does that resonate as true for you? Because it doesn't have to be true. Exactly. And yeah. I just I feel like we're so quick to want to say something yeah. without actually sitting with it yeah. and seeing how it feels for us. And is it true for us? Does it align with our values? Is it is it going to really create value? Or are we going to keep pola polarizing our audience? Yeah. Because right now, especially where we live in right now, yes. this country is so polarized. Very much so. And we are playing into that even as influencers unconsciously. Yeah. So I feel that we are in many ways becoming Trojan horses. Yeah. 
where we are adding to the problem, thinking we're being the solution. And so it's so important for us to, one, really have that clean space and be in the work where we're constantly questioning ourselves and have the support, like friends like you that are always like, hold up. (laughs) Here's a mirror. Let's look at this. (laughs) With love, because we all have our shit. Yeah, we definitely get to do it with love. But before we put it out there and vomit, doing this, like what one of my mentors calls ego vomit, like understand that people are listening to you. Yeah. And that, yes, use your voice, but let's be about a bigger picture here. I love that. And I was just doing a live actually in Soul School yesterday based on our conversation around integrity. Like, yeah. do we have integrity with our presence? And if you're not in Soul School, you must be in Soul yeah, School. Yes, it's so great. <laughs> it's for all those little nerds out there like us that just love like to it. learn <laughs> and love to keep growing and love to hold ourselves accountable. It's great. Um, but yeah, I was talking about integrity and saying, you know, with our social platforms, especially, and of course in real life, because we can't forget yeah. about that. We've got to have integrity with our presence. Are we actually listening or are we listening to speak? So You know, it's like, are we, and same with posting. Like, are we posting just to post and make sure we hit our three posts a day and make sure we're keeping up with so-and-so who's our competition and we want to beat the algorithm? Or are we posting because we have to share this message because it's resonating so true for your own life because it's so real for you. And we were talking about the other day that I really want to bring this up again is this whole like giving to get totally it's so like it's such a turn off you can feel it you can feel it even before they put the offer <laughs> you're just posting because you're getting to that launch yeah right? yeah you're like uh, someone's in launch mode I can feel it <laughs> I can feel it and it's like that quote that I was trying to tell you that I don't know verbatim it's like how you treat the janitor yeah you know if you treat the janitor the same way you would treat the CEO but yeah. I feel like in some ways I'm feeling like that prostitute syndrome where we're like appeasing and pandering to yeah. the bigger influencers because yes. we want to get something from them and it's yeah. like girl who, like who do I need to be in order to get what I want yeah versus like can I be me and that's what I want yes and who shows up right is exactly who you get to serve and yes. who will be there to support your mission yeah and that goes back to this whole like scarcity mentality that mm. we're in in general I think yeah. so many people especially in the coaching space or the quote-unquote influencer space it's like, oh, well, I only have X amount of followers and I only got four likes on this photo, so I'm taking it down. <laughs> this video only got three comments. I'm like, I got like one heart on my first 10 videos. You right, know, it's like, right. we all got to start somewhere. And yeah. the truth is, is if you're doing it for the likes, if you're doing it for the comments, if you're doing it for the validation, if you're doing it thinking that you're going to have an amassed tribe overnight, like, you're delusional. And you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Thank you. It is about doing it to serve. It is about, I have to share this. I don't care if one person hears it or no one hears it. Maybe somebody will eventually. But I have to share this because I'm honoring what's coming through. Yes. And it's not even mine. And that's a whole other thing that we can talk yes. about. It's like this, oh, this is mine and my content and my this. It's like, that's been done yeah. before 20 times. <laughs> like read all the ancient texts. None of this is new. Yes. None of this is new. And yes, it's coming through our unique lens, which is beautiful. But that's a whole other conversation about like honoring the legacy of the work. And and so many people just want it to be theirs. And like, this is my quote. Yeah. I saw um, a pretty influential person out there in our space uh repost something that I actually made a video on like five years ago and it was something that came through me I don't know if it's anywhere else it could be but I know that this person has seen my stuff because we're friends and we talk about it and I saw the repost with their name at the bottom and I'm like 
cool. Mm -hmm. Like you could have reposted it and not even put my name, but not put your name because it's not yours, you know? And and I think we we get to be really cautious again. It's like, are we we saying this? Because it's like, look what I did. Mm -hmm. Look at my name is underneath this quote because this is a tweetable quote and you should tweet it out with my name on it so I get more followers. And wrong reason, wrong reason to do it. Or are you sharing it because you have to? Yes. So big. And because we're talking about that scarcity, it's like, are you in that hamster wheel doing the same thing over and over and over and over? Like, I see so many coaches hustle, trading hours for dollars, Yes. you know, spending so much money on launches and Facebook ads. It's insane. Insane. And then when they do what they made, the net profit, I'm just like, how... Let's do that again. Right. How is this real? <laughs> well, and this is the thing a lot of people don't know. We're just, I've shared this a couple times on videos, but I'm going to say it as much as I can. People who are like, I've got a six-figure business, seven-figure business, and it's a coaching business, and they're running ads, a lot of times their profit is like five figures. Their profit exactly. is $40,000 a year, 60000 Even if they have, Even Thank if they you. have an $8 million business, yeah. they're spending seven point nine in Facebook ads and marketing and team mm-hmm. and all the things to have an $8 million business. And and not to mention all the prices that they're paying that we can't even put a monetary value Thank to, you. like, time yeah. and, like, sacrifices that they're Sweat. making. Like, they're not even Family. happy. <laughs> Family, relationships, health. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, and again, we are having this conversation this morning with my mom even. It's yeah. like, hu- the human part of us wants the security, wants the control, wants the validation, wants to feel worthy, and that's okay, right? Yeah. We can honor that and know that it's a part of the human side. Yeah. But the soul already knows it's God. You know, the soul's like, I'm we good. are everything. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need any of that. Go ahead, because that's the human journey. But I'm here as a soul to experience the beauty of the human journey connection, joy, the experience of being alive, presence. And so many of us are sacrificing our soul's journey on this planet for our human journey on this planet. And we are missing it. And then they're preaching on all these distinctions. You got to be present. It's who you be. And they're not. And they're not. (laughs) They're not. There's so many people that are not present. Yeah. It's it's an epidemic now, unfortunately. Yes. And then that's when we keep this whole thing going, this whole cycle of childhood trauma and all that stuff that we're talking with your mom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's, it, it is a thing, and it goes back to this basic idea for any of you listening. It is our responsibility to check in and go, where is this coming from? Is this coming from scarcity? Is this coming from wanting to be validated? Is this coming from feeling not enough, feeling like I'm competing with so-and-so or trying to keep up? If it is, wait, breathe, put your phone down, take some time, go for a walk. Read a book. Yes. Then come back when it feels alive. Yes. And it feels real. And find ways to fill in that for you. Like find yes. ways to validate yourself. Find ways yes. for you to feel acknowledged by yourself. Because the more you start working on filling in those voids for yourself, yeah, everything else will start showing up effortlessly. 100%. And you don't even need it at that point because yeah. you're like, oh, that's why right. it shows up. Right. <laughs> it's the catch twenty two, right? People are like, oh, why isn't it here yet? Because you still need it. You're still attached to it. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's the game. The minute you don't need it, it shows up. Um, All right, so let's kind of fast forward. So homeless in New York, which, oh my gosh, I lived in New York for a long time. I can't imagine that. I know. Um, I was not homeless, by the way. I'm just like giving (laughs) the props over here. No, no, but you were in New York. (laughs) But I know New York living can be tough. Can be scary. Scary (laughs) and tough, especially as a young, beautiful woman. You know, it's scary. Um, 
And now you are someone that is building your empire. So yeah. not only are you a leader in the personal development space and transformation and doing trainings and all of these things, but you're working on a CBD company. Yeah. You've got a real estate portfolio. You're doing Airbnb rentals. Like yeah. you are working it, girl. You've got mm. jewelry and like <laughs> this girl. Like I'm not surprised when I'm like, oh, you do that too. Okay. <laughs> Okay, cool. Like, literally, when I first met her, I'm like, I get you. I get you. It's good. So talk about why thinking bigger than just one track. Yeah, I think that that was really rooted in me by my mom. Um, seeing how, like, she hustled. So she did an import business, which I also have with my husband. That's right. Yeah, forgot um, that one. <laughs> well, when I saw her do import business and, like, over the years just accumulate these properties, I was like, hmm. Okay. Yeah. And now she's 57 and retired and just chilling. Right. Yeah. You know, and I was like, that's what I want. So when I started coaching, full disclosure, I was broke. Yeah. yeah. And it was full scarcity mode. Yeah. And I was making like $500 a month at the time. <laughs> it was like 2010. I was making nothing. Yeah. And um, I remember that I was like, okay, I cannot be broke. Yeah. I cannot coach from this space because yeah. I'm not serving anyone. And I would see the trainers in that scarcity mindset to dilute the trainings to appease yeah. the center owners. And I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah. I am not diluting. Like, the, if anything was sacred to me, it was like God and the work. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> not even people. Yeah. And um, so I made it a point that I was like, okay, I'm going to work and I'm going to have something that I can build on the side. Yeah. And so when I met my husband, who at the time was just my friend, um, he was also in import business. And yeah. we were like, oh, I, my family used to import from Japan and China. And he's like, my family does too. So we were like, what can we do together? Amazing. So we started this import business. And then a couple years later, that business started doing really well, thank God. And it's, it's still like one of the ones that's like, now it runs on its own, yeah. thank God. And um, we were like, well, this is active income. Yeah. yeah. This is money that's maintaining our lifestyle. But what's going to happen 20 years from now when we don't have the energy to run this or we don't want to? Yeah. So we were like looking at both of our parents because his parents were also in real estate. We're like, all right, let's give ourselves a goal. Within a year, we're going to buy our first property. Love it. And that's exactly what we did. It was less than a year. It was like in 10 months, we bought our first property. And then ever, ever since then, it was like a game. All right. Yeah. If this year, how many properties are we going to buy? Okay, next year, how many properties? And we would always meet our goal. And then this year, about like what, I think like seven or eight months mm -hmm. ago, we started the Airbnb business, um, yeah. Superhost Solutions, and that's been going really well. We're up to our five units now. So good. Um, and then I'm launching the CBD product. I love CBD. Like, yeah. if there's anything that I rave and that I take every day, it's like <laughs> CBD. She does. She came into my bedroom this morning because she's staying at her place. She's like, smell this CBD bomb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because I just, anything that I believe in, it's yeah. like, I got to share it. Yeah, so yeah. You're going to share it anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I tested it out with my my mom's, my friend's mom who has dementia. Ah. And we would give her this strong dosage. It was like 3,000 milligram. And we just saw, like, within minutes, her starting to, like, wow. be normal again. And I just started doing research and trying it out on different people. My sister had a migraine. And I was like, okay. I have to do, like, I have to research this. So I'm launching that. 
And yeah, do the jewelry on the side. That's like my therapy passion play. (laughs) That's like my art, my art collage. It's like my therapy. I love it. But I think the reason why we think big and it's so important for me to also spread this message, because, you know, even with you, I've been like, Lex, you've got to get into real estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, It's so important that we start diversifying because as we get older... This trading hours for dollars and hours for launches and yeah. dollars for launches, yeah. it gets to us. It gets to us. We're human, yeah. and some days we're gonna love it, and some days we're gonna hate it. But for me, it's about creating passive income, yes. where it's money that comes in no matter what I do. Yeah. It's money that I can pass on to my children, and so it's not that I want to, you know, create little entitled brats, but right. I, I want my children to go after what they truly want. Yeah. And I want to create and support families like you know we have a team that. This is like this is an empire where we all get to win. Yeah. And we're creating something that's going to outlive us all and I think it's super important. It's a responsibility for us to really think about a bigger picture. I was telling you yesterday that, you know, my cousin died on Sunday. Yeah. And like shockingly. Shockingly, he's 39. It was yeah. abrupt. It was a car accident. No one expected it. He was yeah. on his way to work Monday early at 4 a.m. Yeah. And um they they need 15,000. Yeah to bury him, yeah. right? And so these are the responsibilities and the burdens that I don't want to leave on anyone yeah. just because I didn't think further Ahead. beyond. Yeah. This is such a big deal too because, and I won't really want to lock this down, I have a lot of coaches and people in the space that listen to me and they're very one-track minded with like, I've got to build this coaching empire. And it's like, yes, and think bigger. You know, like it's not, and not think bigger of like, it needs to be the Tony Robbins coaching empire, but you could have a six figure coaching business, which you're doing what you love. You're serving people. You're getting to work with people in a way that lights you up. And you're also considering that every industry changes as we change because every human being changes and evolves. So based on that knowledge, knowing that you always want to have, and this is my opinion too, it's like you always want to have not necessarily a backup because it's not a backup because they're all working in the front, right? But you want to just be smart enough to set yourself up, your family up, your future self up, depending on, you never know what's going to happen, right? You never know, maybe in 10 years you might get sick and you may not be able to trade time for dollars. So set yourselves up, start doing the research, get a mentor in an area that maybe you want to start a second business in, but just think bigger than the current bubble that you're in. And I think a lot of us, especially in the coaching space, we get stuck in this bubble of like, this is all there is. Everyone around me is a coach and this is all we do. It's like, think bigger. Yes, I think like we... Even if it's $500 in a mutual fund. 100%. Even if it's just that. Even um, if it's like like trial investing in the stock market. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But as you grow, and it's not about just putting this money into having this lavish lifestyle that you get to curate on Instagram. Yeah, I think it's right. bigger than that. It's it about is. you setting yourself up in a way that you don't have to worry about money Yeah. as you get older. So if anything, if you walk away with anything from this podcast, it's something that I learned from Fortune Builders with Dan Merrill. Feed the pig. Yes, I love that. And pig is an acronym that says passive income growth. Yeah. Like you got to think about how can I make my money work for me that's it. without me being involved. Yeah, and that's so big. And that's something my mom taught me really young too, yeah. is that you can buy all the things, you can buy the cars, you can travel. And I've done, I've done a lot of that. I had my more materialistic in my early 20s, that was my time. And then it became travel and experiences. 
And it still is to some extent, but along that whole journey, I was always feeding my IRAs. I was always feeding, I bought my first property at 25. Like I was thinking outside of, okay, if my money, if every single transaction is either an expense or an investment, I want to be investing more than I'm spending. Yes. You know, and it's like, start thinking that way. And even, you know, I, I, I like it. I, it pains me on the inside <laughs> when people are like, I don't have the money to sign up for this course, right? right? Like bridge or any sort of transformation work where it literally will change your life. Like that's an investment. That is not an expense. That changed your life. Yeah. It changed the trajectory of my life as well. And it's like, I will always continue to look at personal development as an investment like you and I are like, we literally just set up <laughs> accountability to take two courses online at the yeah. same time with some other friends. And it's like, we're in this because we can always grow. And the more we grow as human beings, the more of us we can bring to the world. Yes. And the more that we bring to the world, it's just more alive. It's more potent. It's aligned. And it is that service versus that scarcity. Exactly. Because when you lead with that service, you know that you're abundant. Your source is abundance. That's it. Everything else is an illusion. It's all a lie. Yes. It's all some bullshit that you believed <laughs> along the way. And the more you can lead with that service, everything will fall in place. So yeah. true. And I, I also want to leave people with a reminder that if you have been telling yourself that there's not enough money, there's not enough time, can you just share the story? So you graduated from the level one of the yeah. course that you took. And then you got, in, obviously, they invited to level two, and you didn't have the money. What What did you do? So I was unemployed at the time, yeah. right? Because I wasn't working at NYMEX. So I, um, this second level was double yeah. the first level. Double the price. So I was like, oh, hell no. I was yeah. like, hell no, right? And um, But I started thinking about it, and I really wanted to do it. And I remember I stood up the entire night the night before, I had this restlessness that I was like, no. And um, I remembered when I was homeless, how I would make money was begging in the streets with signs, right? And cops and straight up homeless. Yeah, (laughs) you're like for real homeless. And I was like, oh, I could do that. Mm. So I got a cardboard sign. I made a sign out of it. And I wrote, I put this line in between and I wrote, me versus a homeless. And I put this, that we're the same. You know, we have dreams, we have dreams, we have hopes we have desires the only difference is that the homeless person gave up Mm. and I'm not giving up on myself Mm, and if you could just help me I needed I put the amount of the course and I needed before 10 a.m and I just sat I got chills and a little emotional remembering that because that has been such a huge like pillar for me yeah I stood outside of Penn Station with my sign and within less than two hours it was like an hour in a bit and I had made more than I didn't even realize that I had made more than I had $40 more than it was like $800 wow and um I remember when I was counting it I just started crying because I had never made so much money yeah and in a way too it's like seeing that humanity believed in that yeah you too it's Ugh. powerful chills and um it was so I went into the class and I told them the story and the advanced course had given me the trainer had given me money no way. She walked right by me. She didn't no even know way. who I was. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. That's awesome, of course. So she led the training with my story. Like, that was huge. That's and for me, spots. still to this day, that's been such a learning moment yeah. that, like, money doesn't get to be an excuse for me. Yeah. Ever. And, and that is something that I say quite often. It's like, if there isn't a path, pave one. 
mm-hmm. and you are such an example of that. And and I really want you guys to hear this, whoever's listening. There is somewhere in your life where you have an excuse right now, yes. period. We all do, right? There's somewhere in my life where I have an excuse. There's somewhere in Michelle's life <laughs> where we have an excuse. Get curious about that place mm-hmm. and ask yourself, is this really true that I can't? Is this really true that it, it can't change, that my circumstances can't change? And ask the question, where haven't I been willing to go yes. yet? Because you can go a lot of places, and the human spirit is so resilient mm. and so capable of so much. And we re- truly don't even know the full potential of, of who we all are. And so get curious, I check in, and, and remember her story is powerful. I love that. We're either holding ourselves smaller than yeah. the circumstance or bigger than the circumstance. That's so true. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for this. This was like, there's so many juicy tidbits and I can't wait to share this. For those of you listening, make sure you share online. Make sure you follow Michelle and check out all your goodness. Where can they like find all the things? Uh, You can check me on Instagram, my website, Michelle Giovanni, Michelle, Mm J-E-O-V-A-N-N-Y. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. Awesome. And they can find all the CBD stuff there because I know that's launching soon. That's launching soon. That's going to have its own entity. um, Okay. That's called Magic CBD. Oh, it's the labeling is so beautiful. I got to see it. It's so good. M-A-G-I-C-K CBD. And I'm super excited for that to come on board. And thank you, babe. Thank you so much for inviting me and sharing this. I've been like waiting for you to put out this podcast. I just knew that... You are someone that I really love and admire mm-hmm. and like have so much respect for, for who you are. You. Not just a leader in this work, but as a human, as a mom, mm-hmm. as a sister, as a wife, as a daughter. I'm seeing you with your mother these past two days. Like You are one of the real ones out there. Oh. And I just, I can't wait to see what's next. Mm, thank you. So thank you for being yeah. who you are. If you are in this woman's space, like, you're forced to up level no matter what. And like you're just one of those Aww. that I'm so grateful to have in my life. Thank you. I love you. I love, I you. love you. And I'll put all her links in the show notes. Please check her out. Follow her. Get in her vortex because when you're around her, you are forced to love deeper and expand more and level up in all areas. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you loved it, please subscribe and be sure to leave us a review and a rating as that exponentially supports the mission of this podcast and getting out to more people. So as a thank you for being a part of helping in that exact mission, I want to send you a link to the holy grail of all freebies. Like I am talking the free resource of free resources. This is literally packed with goodies for both your life and your business. We've got everything from a masterclass on abundance to productivity blueprints to my essential equipment list for shooting killer videos to content calendars, favorite books, essential life hacks, and more. So if you want to get your hands on this bundle, it's actually really easy. You just got to leave us an honest review on iTunes and screenshot it send it to us at podcast at alexipanos.com and we will send you back your secret link to access all of those freebies. Also, if you know that you want to go deeper with your learning, I would love to invite you to join us in our mentorship program called Soul School. That's where we do monthly trainings on topics to really have you in the mastery on everything from money to relationships, productivity to vision, law of attraction, habit formation, and so much more. But the best part is, this is the one place where you have direct access to me. 
I am in that group doing lives twice a week. I do monthly group coaching. I answer your questions. And we literally go so deep on these topics. And it is some of my favorite work. So if you are looking for a community of people who love the work, love being in the work, and want to be held accountable to actually living it and embodying the lessons that they're learning and not just talking about it or getting surface level inspiration, check out soulschoolwithalexi.com for more info. And as always, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it with me. I truly honor that. And I know that is such a big deal in our busy world. So I thank you for spending this time with me and I can't wait to jam with you on the next episode.